1: Trained by Mildred Burke! Christ! Come on to The Rock Show! Come on to The People's Show! Come on to the premiere show, SmackDown!
0: It's the 21st of October, 1999. The world was playing Grand Theft Auto 2. I'm going, this is nowhere near as good as the first one, and it got noticed until that sequel a few years later. (laughs) Eiffel 65 has finally... Being dethroned. Miscarriage of justice, that <laughs> By Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bobble. Oh, it's, that's a banger, to be fair. I can't be angry. And Deep Blue Sea was number one for one week, <laughs> until word got out that Tom Jackson is in it for 15 minutes. <laughs> and somewhere in the world, there was a little company with a little tiny show. Only only yay hi, that's right Tom. <laughs> called SmackDown. SmackDown. One, one word. SmackDown. Two words if you ask Meltzer at this point. Oh yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> and they just had a show called No Mercy 1999 and There's some questions that I answer. We usually do a bit of a funny thing here and be like, is it still on the air? Blah blah blah. No, more importantly, what happened with Jeff Jarrett is the important <laughs> thing. But the answer to that question can only be answered by myself, Tom Campbell. And the cultureholic classic SmackDown review. Yes, you got it right. Oh
1: my God! Grab two of each animal and head for the border. <laughs> uh, where do we Where do we go from here, mate? Where do we go? From here? Uh, the NWA. Oh, that's a good shout. Incidentally, why are you drinking a cup of <laughs> of uh, foam?
0: Well, Come there's up. a very good answer to that. Okay, uh, it's not on me, so I'll give you a crap one instead. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, it was whose birthday was it? Called the Holick's birthday. That's right. As a company, it was uh, a year old. Yeah. It certainly was. It's two years old. That can't be right. Two is years. Old, two years. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> mate, we only work for them. <laughs> I know, but you say it's like, no, it was only a, but it's oh, we're, anyway. we're we're periphery. I can't get over the fact that this is you know, 1999. That's a yeah. suspiciously long time ago. Anyway so i went ah oh, congratulations and brought in a cake and decided the best thing to do to make this a coloholic cake was to use some whipped cream and write the word diddler <laughs> it didn't quite work got a lot of uh whipped cream everywhere and just realized that that whipped cream bottle has been sat on the side <laughs> like the fat kid at school getting picked lasted jim and i thought bugger it i'm gonna have a cup of tea with some whipped cream and how is that working for you it's not as good as, oh. as be.
1: <laughs> right. A few times I've seen it in when I come in on a morning and I've thought, I could have like a, fo- like a coffee with foam right. in. I just haven't had the courage to yet. <laughs> the courage? <laughs> the courage. I, I, I'm building up to the courage. To, well, to I'll do hold something. your hand next
0: time you make a <laughs> cup of you, coffee. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And I'm going to need to hold your hand during this. Oh, What a journey we're going to go through right now the Jeff Jarrett situation uh, as you'll have heard by now which is chronologically was no mercy 99 has just happened yes. we'll get that soon but one of the most important things that happened during this time that's been talked about many often is what exactly happened with Jeff Jarrett so here are two different versions of what happened here is Bruce Pritchard's account of what happened so, um, something to wrestle with
1: so just, just so you know if this is the first time you're dipping in as we are chronologically critiquing SmackDown oh. Jeff Jarrett has just left WWF at WCW Mm-hmm. At this point, so and the and the and the world around his leaving uh, is open to interpretation. So here's some interpretations.
0: Right, Brid- Bridget explains Steve Austin did not want to work with Jeff Jarrett for a number of reasons. Uh, one of the reasons he gave publicly was that he didn't work hard enough and didn't bounce off the ropes hard enough. Okay, and he said it wasn't about Austin bringing Jeff Jarrett up. Jeff Jarrett would bring Austin down. And he said something about well he's married to, Jeff, uh, to uh, he's married to, to Deborah in real life Austin so mm-hmm. he would have to then see Deborah less to keep kayfabe so why would he want to do that why would it upset his personal life it's like alright so Jeff Jarrett's contract expired exactly one day before No Mercy uh, Jim Ross has been blamed for this slip but Richard explains his position is that he's a fall guy for things like this Richard says uh, basically everybody was to blame the back foot nobody else noticing it uh, but they blame, Mac, they blame he says McMahon and Russo are the, mostly to blame for letting it go on Ooh. on the day of the show Jeff Jarrett met with Vince and JR and got a cheque put over China then left uh, but not before saying goodbye to everyone in the building and he said some of them's house show and pay-per-view residuals would tend to trail off and get slow to come he wanted what he had earned paid to him there and then and Pritchard didn't disagree with him wanting it quite frankly he's actually a very nice and flattering to picture. Yeah, very much so and Some would speculate it's because roughly with the time of this recording Jeff Jarrett was back in WWE and Pritchard's not dumb to cause confrontation Here's Jeff Jarrett's interpretation of what happened and see if you can notice the difference and I thought it was quite funny okay, like how different so, these are So we've just heard
1: Bruce Pritchard's interpretation of do, do, do. of Jeff Jarrett's departure and now we're going to hear Jeff Jarrett from, from the metaphorical horse's mouth
0: what happened Oof. Yes from Jeff Jarrett's five disc, good God, DNA <coughs> DVD. Jim Ross came to Jeff Jarrett and told him that they were cutting his downside after year one of a two year deal. Uh, Discuss because the promo where he. I know, let's skip ahead. Because it. It, again, it's all about the Austin thing, because Jeff Jarrett said in a promo that he felt Austin 316 was blasphemous. And that pissed off Austin legitimately. Actually, he felt Jeff Jarrett was taking a shot as merchandise. JR was best friends with Austin, and Jarrett feels that's where the rift came between the two. His contract was coming to a close, and he was still the IC champion. He thinks Vince wasn't aware because he was concentrating on taking the WWF public and left negotiations to Jim Ross. At the last minute, Vince tried to change things, but Jeff was gone because of the beef with Ross. His contract signed the day before the Mercy pay-per-view, there's no argument there, and he didn't have to wrestle China in Cleveland. He made a deal with Jim Ross to have past pay-per-view money paid, and they agreed on a figure. Terry Taylor was there, and he tells what he saw. Jeff Ger- Jeff Ger- tells that Jeff Ger- says that they can have the belt, and he will walk away. You know, and and I'm going to interject here. They had pretty much done this with Shamrock leaving before Unforgiven the month previously, and has replaced him on the show. So it's out of the realm. Possibly they go, Jeff Jarrett's dead. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry we had mm-hmm. to kill him. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Jeff Jarrett stewed for an hour and decided to pay the WWF back. Cause he felt Jim Ross was a pawn for Austin and did the best he could for everyone. Jarrett minded Jim Ross of them changing his deal, so he's changing his deal he made just an hour ago and now wants double the money. Ha <laughs> Wow. Jarrett tells JR to take him to court. He won't even fight it because he can stay in court for years. Oh. He tells Jim Ross it is his call because he's hitting a nitro tomorrow without the belt. Vince comes back and Jarrett tells him he just wants the money. He has no bad blood with Vince and will wrestle or not wrestle. Vince cuts him a check right there. Jarrett goes out with her China. He says China didn't know her ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> he's puts over Patterson as a... Genius for wrestling finishes. Heads a nitro. Gets a call from the WWF, thanking him for his time and telling him he's still got his stock options.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Jeff's version is a lot harsher. Yeah. Than you know, it's way harsher on himself yeah. than Richard is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the, the the fundamental bit this comes down to is is Jeff Jarrett wanting the money that he was worried that would be taken off him.
0: Or he wouldn't see the light of day. To begin with, yes. And yeah. then according to Jarrett, he went, Ah oh, balls you Jim Ross, I want double. Actually give me more money and and
1: I'll go quietly into the night. And they cut him a check there and then, which explains why for so many years J E Double F was double G double O double N double Gone. Until he came double B double A, double C double K.
0: That's right. Jarrett was proud that Vince took the time to mention him on the raw Nitro simulcast. He says, even flattered that like he misspelled his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's Goonie. <laughs> he's
1: he's Goonie. That was that was a you know that, that's old school Vince McMahon. Like right. I'm not holding a grudge, but Jeff, you're rubbish for that time you made me not made me make you a check.
0: Silly bean. Better to hold a job than to hold a grudge. Oh, and nice. I'm just getting a notification from someone sexy, it's all right. Yeah. Tom Campbell. Hi. Before we move on to No Mercy, of everything Talking else Talking why sexy. don't you... I love in these segues. Oh. I don't think I'm uh, paid for of my good looks. Oh. Tom, what else is happening in the world of wrestling Observer Newsletter? Right, meanwhile, uh, two of Jeff
1: Jarrett's friends uh, had already set up a nice tent in WCW as Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara officially took control of the creative direction of World championship wrestling. This comes from the Wrestling Observer. From their first show in charge, which was Monday Night Raw, just gone. The sh- the Nitro,
0: yeah, Monday night, yeah, not Night yeah, Monday. We know what you show. meant, but I want to get on you before the negative people. Want to
1: do it. <laughs> so the Monday before the SmackDown we're about to talk about, there was an episode, there was this, this little show called Nitro. What happened to it? Well, <laughs> according to the Is Wrestling Observer. Of- <laughs> no! <laughs> from the Wrestling Observer, the show was still disorganized. <laughs> with a lot of restless, confused about things, not liking other things, but also realising things were improving and more people were going to be added to the mix and stars were going to be attempted to be created. He's a modern-day uh, Poet Laureate is Dave Meltzer at this point, isn't he? He's a modern-day Alan Bennett. Wow. wrestlers don't know if they were supposed to be finishes <laughs> or heels in segments as, w- as, as witnessed by Flair thinking he was a heel against the filthy animals in their segment and the filthy animals thinking they were turning heel against Flair by jumping him resulted in a confused crowd which sided with Flair since they went four on one on him Nobody could get straight answers. And that segment apparently changed five different times during the show. Uh, Most of the non-wrestling segments were done in pre-taped segments before the show started, with three crews working at a time. One headed by Ed Ferrara, one by Kevin Nash, one by Bill Banks there were scripts handed out far more details than anyone had ever seen in the past nobody was doing interviews not at least having an idea of what they were supposed to be saying far different from the past where guys were sent out there with no prep and winging it new characters mo- most notably Kimberly, Buff Bagwell Jarrett and the Filthy Animals were seemingly in line for big pushes now the most controversial uh, segment I uh, think you know what was, this is straight away
0: we'll, yeah, go on, go on, see
1: from we'll tell the story uh, which one do you think it is by the way is it Buff Bagwell in the Parker. the most controversial segment was someone's just turned the someone's just turn light our lights off. off that's very kind it's sting it's sting. <laughs> it's sting sorry somebody's walked past assuming that this studio is empty <laughs> clearly not hearing sorry. the voices in here <laughs> see, you might, see I'm quite flattered because <laughs> I think my voice buried.
0: <laughs> oh, hang on is Alan Bennett dead and he switched the light off
1: <laughs> Alan Bennett's turning in his grave doing that one Thanks. That was
0: a great impression, by the way. I wouldn't, wouldn't time to interject and in say that, but. So, what, what what was the segment?
1: Might do a might leave a passag message in Slack. we please not leave the lights off. Uh, <clears throat> ah, ah. Sorry. The most controversial segment was designed to put over Buff Bagwell. Oh, this was the first one then, right? Yeah, here we go. Bagwell did an interview, first oh. proclaiming himself as the new superstar based on all the various internet interviews that Vince Russo had done, talking that, talk that. oh, Jesus Christ, uh, Meltzer, Christ, put a sentence together, love. <laughs> Bag- Bagwell did an interview. My my first newsletter by Dave Meltzer, well, six uh, and a half. Uh, um, well, you know. Bagwell uh, did an interview, first proclaiming himself as a new superstar based on all the various internet interviews that Vince Russo had done, talking that point up. Again, it's clear they are booking with the idea the entire wrestling audience is on the internet. Russo's name was brought yeah. up early in the show as they were trying to get over the idea that it was a new WCW, plus they need his name for future angles, both on the show and... And on the horizon, Bagwell then came out later in the show without his gimmick, wearing an "I'm doing a job" face, <laughs> wrestling Le Parker in a grudge match from Thursday. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna tell you what happened because I can't understand Dave Meltzer's big Latin today. Um. So, so Bagwell comes out looking miserable against Le, Parker. Uh,
0: Le Parker, To interrupt. Buff Bagwell would do that. All the time, anyway. <laughs> it was kind there of his was thing. Happy Buff Bagwell going <laughs> to his errands, and I'm not winning Buff Bagwell. Very unhappy. So I think that was, was playing was on. Art the fact that People noticed that. Like, oh, oh, Buff Bagwell's got his job and face on. Sorry, sorry, current uh
1: It's also uh, he, he, during the match. He made Leparka look like an idiot. Basically, uh, he uh, he just just looked like he wasn't into it. And then eventually he lay down and got then let Leparka pin him before jumping up, get on the mic, and saying, "Hey Russo, did I do the job right?" Uh, They shot backstage where the undercard wrestlers Were watching the monitor popping Seeing the biggest star have to lay down For the underused foreigner who gets no respect This is genuinely what they thought Was going to do the money Like imagine as As a casual wrestling fan Going to a wrestling show And seeing The the, the 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 wrestlers not invested in it, and then the rest standing up and going, "Hey, that was a good pretend match we had." What's the point? What are you doing?
0: Russo loved the work, shoot, shooty work thing. Oh. Everything else is fake, but this guy's going against the script because as. Cornette said frequently, those lazy... No, no, not that. Um, (laughs) That uh, he would say about Russo was he was more focused on getting a pop from the online people than he was in the crowds. And that he's absolutely right. Yes, I imagine there's some people going, wow, this is exciting because we understand it. However, this was the year of our Lord, 1999. The GeoCities fan boards were not paying (laughs) the money (laughs) enough to substantiate this. And the live crowd just wanted to see Bagwell hit the blockbuster all Parker do his strut he had no interest none of these things ever gonna pop because no one understood what the hell was going on <laughs> uh, so I'm furious and some of the worst stuff we have we'll ever see in wrestling is coming up here in the next few weeks and I can't wait to not see it because we're doing smackdown we Yay. are we are indeed oh and even better Watch how good SmackDown gets. <laughs> it does get it pretty is. good at this point. Russo, the Lord and Saviour. He turned the from bad to good. It was it was Russo who removed uh, the Goonie and um who else was there? The Pug <laughs> and all the rest from, from Ireland. That's why they made him a saint in Dummy. W- no, it was complete pitch. <laughs> he did have a small hand in of Success and changing for G- absolutely, but he was not. Uh, he was not the deity that he was made out he to was be. not the Sonic the Hedgehog that Ed Ferrara used to write oh for. I love that anyway moving on from Russo and Ferrara right, so we, so we could do a 10 hour discussion on that I imagine just, uh, what else is it in it just here? a very random bit about pride uh, Pri- oh, uh, I'm glad you said Japan. that Tom because oh right right yeah
1: well, well I mean it's it, I mean one involves uh, like minded people kicking the bejesus out of each other and the other is a wrestling promotion in Japan um, pride <laughs> I that makes you I still you love no- you <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Love is love (laughs) Love is love brother Um Okay, uh, there was a, this again comes to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, world Wrestling Federation were meeting with Dreamstage Entertainment's Pride promotion, which uh, had become one of the top shoot promotions in the world. However, uh, this time they were there was there was concerns they were about to shut their doors uh, oh. due to due to suffering finances. But mind you, at the same time they're negotiating with the WWF for talents for its upcoming shows at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, there would have been worked matches or possibly some worked shoot matches. Uh, now bear in mind that. Yeah. WWF are a year on from the brawl for all. They've learned their lesson. Uh, They aren't massively keen on sending anybody to Pride, but we'll see
0: what happens with that one. Yeah, Pride, especially in the beginning, there was a lot of half-work, half-shooty stuff, especially, I think it was Mark Coleman that went in and famously did the... Because he did the wrestling, like, oh no, I'm in a lock. Oh, can I? Can I just? Oh, the pain is too much. Tap out, tap out. Where have you ever seen any of these things? It's like, oh God, the pain got off. Immediately. <laughs> but he, he said, he said very cryptically something along the lines of, "Look, I need the money." And that was it. <laughs> Never flat out had said it, but you know. So that have been interesting. But it could have worked because there's some. Obviously, there's a lot of great stuff from Pride. Yes, there's a lot of stuff you watch the early stuff now. you like. Hang on. Ropey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but hey, look, that's happening that's elsewhere. That's a hell of a story,
0: though, to think what could have been. It's yeah. like that story about WCW was planning on putting on a Paper 95, a, a UFC MMA pay per view. Oh, were they? Yeah, I'm was not aware of, the, of it. It never reached any uh, stage of them planning, according to the Wrestling like newsletter. But it's like they, they saw the success UFC was having on pay per view and it surprised. Love the wrestling company, well, a lot of them to them, wrestling companies on pay per view, the numbers they were doing. Yeah. So apparently, WWE was going, Should we do one?
1: And then, very oh. much, nah, it's been
0: what were you doing with uh North Korea this year? I think yeah. we um, could just take it back to it. <laughs> but, again? What could have been because again, it's really nice. Another bit of the story in '95, there were rumors in England that they wanted Meng to go to UFC, or oh, UFC wanted Meng all the way around. I'm uh, glad that didn't happen, because everybody would have (laughs) died. Right. Or we would have seen... The legacy of Meng extinguished before our very eyes. Which you think, like uh, Steve Williams? I oh really you think Meng would have got in
1: there, being like the toughest wrestler of all the times, and then just got. I love this. These, I mean, the stories that we
0: all love, but it's like the way wrestlers tell these things. It's yeah. like there was twelve cops <laughs> and they were just flying off Meng because he was something. Like, come on! Oh, look, I'm sure he's
1: strong, but come. we love a high, bit of hyperbole <laughs> in a story. I, my, my dad's the master of it. My dad, my, like my dad's got stories he tells about us growing up you <laughs> that, like, are 30 times worse than they ever were. You know, I once went missing whilst we were on holiday for about half an hour. Oh, uh, right. and, but as the years have gone on, I was missing for an hour, two hours, oh, six right, hours, right, a right. day, a week. Like, it just, you, 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 you fluff
0: it, don't you, for, for, the, for the purpose of good storytelling. It's, well, they call it fish stories back in the day. Now it should just be a haku story. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a haku story. One drink in, you fall off two cups. Glug, 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 four cups. Glug, 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 <laughs> he suplexed a police car. <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, is there any other news? In? That Please? is all that we've got. I wow, think we well, roll well, into SmackDown. I think this has been the scene has been set. So to recap, No Mercy '99 in brief: Godfather beat Midian. Moolah is your new WWF Women's Champion after beating F- Ivory in an epic two minutes and fifty <laughs> seconds. The Hollies defeated New Age Outlaws via DQ after the Hollies cost themselves a tag team title shot in the last SmackDown because they're the dumbest tag team ever. China defeated Jarrett, as you may or may not know, in a good housekeeping match to become the new Intercontinental Champion. The Rock defeated Bulldog, match five of a nine-match card. (laughs) uh, New Brew defeated Edu Christian to win the TIT in a ladder match you may have heard of. Val got the biggest win of his career against Mankind, but Mankind reclaimed Rocco, so it was a 50-50 win. X-Pac won a four-corners match against Kane, Bradshaw and Farouk. And then Triple H retained against Austin in a no holds barred match after The Rock accidentally hit Austin with the sledgehammer. <laughs> so we get a raw recap of Vince McMahon making the main event of Survivor Series '99 a triple threat match with The Rock and uh, going at Triple H and about to land the people's elbow, but Austin stares him down. But it's just so we can hit a stunner on Triple H again. But I do love the Austin Rock dramatic stare video packages
1: oh we'll have many of them for years Absolutely. to come so we're now building towards Just one no, oh, fight. I
0: have to Bad. beat you, Rock
1: <laughs> I've got a beat to get my wife out of here Freezing <laughs> tongue, freezing rock. rock, Austin, I mean, <laughs> I'm Rock Austin, <laughs> I'm going to beat you, I need to Well, let's have a sit-down with Jim Ross and have a chat about it Okay Yes, yeah It's <laughs> time I'm gonna
0: Punch, 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 block, stutter Punch, punch, block, rock bottom, stare out But if Ross X7 It happened in 99 what's it what's it gonna be Rock I have to read you I'm not a slave to
1: a god that doesn't exist let's get you say it about Jeff Jarrett bang he's not a factor
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting up in the segment here but it's not mentioned that it makes sense in context the Holly Cousins won the tag titles on Raw they did not The Rock and Sock I because, remember that match yeah I remember the photo in WF Magazine uh, Mankind abandoned The Rock at ringside they sat on the ring steps looking sad after The Rock maybe possibly been the copy of Mick Foley's brand new book just hit the shelves he gave him. So maybe the call, the, is, the Holly Cousins are not the dumbest tag team of all time.
1: There was a great promo just before that match where Mankind goes off on the rock for throw, allegedly throwing his... Booking the garbage. Oh, well, sure like not it. It's an incredible. Yeah, no, which no, is annoying. They don't where like the, where mankind's like cutting him down, and the rock starts to. You listen to me, Chiproni, and then mankind, with all the venom in his being, just goes, "No, you listen to me, Rock." And and we just see this angry mankind who who just barks who barks at the rock, tells him to grow up, storms out, and you've got the rock just stood there like all my for the first time like agog, and, like what just happened like just this this lovable oaf just absolutely tearing him a new yeah. one it was incredible and then it leads to him
0: say, beautiful segue to this segment Tom so mankind mm. comes out sad and he doesn't have his mask on and he says he should be happy his book is out today get used to hearing that but this is have a nice day so absolutely love this book mm. so, so I don't know. and so he's, he's proud of this book he's proud of Hell in the Cell or any of the Japanese death matches so, when he gave it to the rock and the rock threw it in the bin, allegedly, he may as well have took a dump on him. Crowd chants Rocky. No, crowd, no, <laughs> no, the crowd at Freedom Hall. Wow, in Louisville, Kentucky. Freedom Hall. Jesus the man Christ. Of the moment the rock's name got mentioned, it was just like Rocky. Rock. Yeah. No, you're not listening. You're just being Pavlovian. Right, it's, it's not quite clear that the rock's. I think that's not the, the crowd right now. But mankind is going to sit his fat ass, which gets zoomed in on, in this ring and wait until Vince McMahon comes down. Vince comes down, listen to Mankind, and Mankind reminds us of all the brutal bumps he's taken. Underneath this rock and sock jacket, he's still crazy and he wants what The Rock has, and that's a title shot. Oh, God. So Mankind <laughs> He's turning into Bulldog. Yeah, he's just fine. No, 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 no. Mankind's not turning uh, diddler. He just wants Rock, um, and he wants to make sure... He stops the Rocky chants. Make sure, like, look, I'm not bad guy here. We're going, right here, in Louisville. Carl goes nuts. So, Mankind learning the cheap pop very early. Mankind insinuates the Rock has no testicles. And here he is, the Rock himself, testicles and all. Rock has no love for Mankind. Impersonates him with that voice that he does when he doesn't like someone. Uh, Rock talks about his testicles. Pause. The people's testicles. <laughs> that's how easy it was to do a rock promo on 99. Is that the, ro- the people's this? And he'll gladly face mankind tonight. And then Rock says, oh, yeah, sorry, Mankind says, oh, by the way, I meant every damn word I said about you in my book. And that's supposed to be a whoa line, I guess, yeah. but yeah. then we came out today. But we'll see what happens later on because Venus that's gives us in. But that is a nice line. But it did give you flashbacks to The Naked Girl and goes, oh, by the way, I faked every orgasm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <out> the room. <laughs> That's a great line, though. Like Mick Foley, when he's in promo, promoville, promoland, yeah. at this point, is is there's no one that can touch him. I think he's yeah. so when he's when he is focused and he has uh, a muse or when he has a, a direction, a direction yeah. with it, there is no one finer. There is absolutely no one finer, and, yeah. and and I thought
0: he was in great form here. He's he's my favorite wrestler of all time for a reason, and is. Again, when he's on, fa- he's been able to do comedy very well these past few months. We've been watching him. Now it's the first time we've seen him since doing this show. He's turned serious, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, you are like a hardcore guy. Yeah, you. No, you listen to me, Rock. I think it was the, the first match we watched. But mankind's like, yeah, well, it's me and Rock again, singles match. Yeah. I have beaten you more times than you. <laughs> yeah, remember that he's like mm-hmm. oh it's not the end of the segment though because Rock is still in the ring and there's Vince who's just giving out title shots like the free cotton candy so he says oh speaking of title shots how about that number one contendership for the the which is a bit confusing because I'm pretty sure that they announced it was a triple threat match of Iron. Well, no, no, no. Oh no, sorry, the, the, it's going to be a triple threat match, right. but he didn't say who's going to be in. What,
1: it. what the no? What now? What we know at this point is and this is this is how I understand it, right? They have announced that it'll be Triple H versus The Rock versus Steve Austin. So therefore, Steve Austin and The Rock are both number one contenders as far as we're concerned. So The Rock is putting his number one contendership on the line against mankind, and then The Rock says, "Surely I'm not the only one putting my number one contendership oh, on the line." To- oh, Oh. Night. Right, right. So right. then, Vince is like, "Well, well, you know, Mick's called you out. You've accepted the challenge. So as, as far as for now, you are." enter our next competitor (laughs) here's
0: Venus who's just finished his pre-match routine of gargling toilet duck (laughs) you know something (laughs) Venus challenges stone cold Steve Austin he is drunk on power after beating mankind on pay per view not realising that mankind will literally put over anyone and here's Austin coming to the ring like a real wrestler For the first time in ages On Smackdown No he's not Feeding the snakes backstage No he's not Shooting pumpkins With Jim Ross He's actually here Like a wrestler And he's going to wrestle Yeah Good God And then I guess he confirms We're having a match tonight Because he slaps around Venus And everyone else leaves and <laughs> But then he, him does, no,
1: he does Get on the <laughs> mic And then say In, in case oh. you're too dumb To realise That means I accept after he's beaten him up
0: and venus is like on the outside holding his face i like prefer that. the version of it but he stops around venus and everyone else leaves
1: and that, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is much funnier
0: <laughs> that is much funnier Do you know what? what What we were
1: seeing at this point was the the biggest rise not pun intended uh, of val <laughs> venus's <laughs> career in the wwf this would be the height that he would reach uh, he is on the house shows at the moment fighting the rock at house yeah. shows. So when he's not on the SmackDown calling out Steve Austin, he's fighting the rock, he's just pinned mankind. Like they are really getting behind Valvinus at this point. But the two people who were the, the most behind the Valvenus character have just left the company as well. In Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara. The two people yes. that really knew how that character. Ticked and and how they made that work because that's in their wheelhouse, isn't it? It's just smut, uh, and so they've gone now. So you, this is where we're going to see sort of Valvina's after this spoiler kind of get a bit lost in the shuffle. But for now, riding high, main event against
0: Steve Austin. Right, there's the, the Russo guys as they were summed up like Steve Blackman, Valvina, Dilo Brown. Who yeah, give it. After, between Rumble 2000 and No Way Out 2000, the company changes dramatically anyway, the main card It's like, oh, okay, right, yeah, never mind. As we'll see, but that's then. Because now This Is Venus, the two people that can get behind the big Valboski. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would be at the house shows, but I'd enter into the back door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, this is why it's so easy to write. Just got pinned by the rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he was just between the rock. And a hard, hard place. place. <laughs> easy, easy
1: line. That he didn't write. No one wrote that line. Then no, no one said there was no point where he went. I'm stuck between the rock
0: and a hard place. C- camera pan down. Pan a second. Exit UK. I'm like, pan down. There we go. I mean my penis. <laughs> between my penis and the rock. No wait. Let me do that again. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with the... Ro- no, let me do that again. So,
1: later on tonight, the main event I'll of Survivor
0: Al Snow challenges Triple H. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: What uh... is <laughs> Well, is that how it, it happened? I've
0: said it... I've tried it really badly and I've tried to laugh to get around it. Triple H is being interviewed by Lillian Garcia. And it's like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then Al Snow's like, hey, can I have a title shot? And then we come back from ba- break. Triple H goes to Vince and goes, "Al Snow, really?" So <laughs> oh, that was nice. Yeah, I li- and I like that. There was yeah,
1: I like the back and forth between Al Snow and Triple H. And Al Snow said, "Oh, you need you you need to calm down. You're on the same you need the same pills I've got." Ha ha ha. And then literally, as you say, back from break, Triple H goes to Vince,
0: Al Snow. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. No, I don't want to give him a title shot. I don't know
1: about you, but if the if the wind is in our favour tonight, we could be looking at a Survivor Series main event of Al Snow defending the WWF Championship <laughs> against Mankind and Val <laughs> Venus. What weird version of TNM7 are we playing?
0: <laughs> damn it. R- Snow and Venus are like, damn it, Russo, could you <laughs> have left one week later? We need you
1: one more week, damn it. Al Snow getting a title shot tonight bulldog don't wait,
0: wait one well, i was gonna say what who total shot bull, so what's the total shot <laughs> god awful song anyway <laughs> speaking of which test has heard our mockings from years later and has challenged the bulldog to a match on raw i've written it. where he then got beat up by the mean street park <laughs> test grew a pair
1: <laughs> Cause Tess is always like, oh Steph doesn't want me to fight Bulldog. Crack on mate, you're a wrestler.
0: Yeah. No, you, I best not. Yeah, but she she won't she won't remember <laughs> she anyway. Can't remember. She's been hit by a bin. Give her a bin, she'll she love me again. <laughs> uh, there's a reason Tess became a joke in mixed Book. For the first book, for the second book. And oh my god, at Tess's arm acne. No wonder he was wearing a shirt. Because Chrysler no, bike, if you join the dots on his arm. It spells, I'm still dead. Oh my god! Of course, he's resting. Oh my dog. god! He's resting, Bolt. <laughs> Do you not see this? See this? <laughs> Look at <No. like> this. Look at
1: the Big Dipper. <laughs> Families has just been out. You uh, see, <laughs> <laughs> Big Dipper? Anyway, speaking of. I love of it
0: when they call me Big Dipper.
1: <laughs> speaking. Speaking of acne...
0: Oh, it? leave me alone. This is a He's Bulldog tonight. I say Bulldog. With the full power of the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> Oh my god, we couldn't think of a way to make Bulldog better. But you did it, Russo! The scribble in the margin of the last script of Russo. Oh by the way, put the Beach Street with Bulldog together. And then put I just drew the dollar sign three times underneath. <laughs> that had to be a little trick left at the end.
1: Is there, has there ever been, Matthew, and you are one of the finest wrestling historians. <laughs>
0: high-rated at the minute.
1: Has there ever been a more meteor meteoric drop? In wrestling history than on sunday i wrestled the rock on thursday i am teaming with the mean street posse is there being more of a me okay, okay let's 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 pamper this let's let's pad this a bit further on sunday i wrestled the rock on pay-per-view on monday i was saved <sighs> from losing by the Mean Street Posse and they are now my friends. On Thursday
0: I bring them out as my friends. Wowzers. When we've been doing the colic podcast, there have been times when someone comes up on Twitter and says, I listened to the podcast from a year ago, Matthew, and you said something like there's no way Becky Lynch is headlining WrestleMania and you go, did I say that? (sighs) That seems like a bad idea and that's exactly how I would have felt if I was been some man going, did we really book the Bulldogs (laughs) against the Rock? You know that he is nowhere to be seen in the Rock-Mankind dynamic that we've got going on Raw and Smackdown, right? Because, yes, but Mankind is wrestling Venus and Venus is going to win because Russo says he's got this great... Venus is going to headline WrestleMania 2000, right? Uh, Okay. So, Venus and Bulldog are kind of... We don't really have any major stars right now because they're all crippled or (laughs) dead. And... So we have Bulldog, who is a bit of a bit of column a and a bit of column B at this point. A, there is so, a tiny bit of stardust if you
1: hold him up to the light. You can still see a tiny bit of stardust on the Bulldog. If you know what I mean? Dust. Yeah, like in terms of like a a a, a, a big star in wrestling, he's still oh, right, he's not still that Cody Rhodes gimmick. No, no, no. He still exudes a tiny bit of stardust
0: if you hold him up to the I light. I think that's what they're going for. Like it's like. Well, he's going to put over yeah. The Rock. But at this point, it's like, talk about... May, may the Austin. The over you. <laughs> yeah, Austin not wanting to work with Jeff Jarrett to bring him to his level. Yeah. M- match five of a nine-match card, The Rock versus Bulldog. It's, so we say meteoric four. It's good. I'll have to think about it, because there's probably some really glaring ones there. But, wow. Uh, he wasn't even pushed at that point, as we said. And they covered... He did the dog poop, the dog poop into the dog poop. That was the week before that match. Jeez. That was on Raw. Half before the match. We're supposed to get hyped They didn't, didn't give him anything.
1: Was it Bulldog attempting a run at the top or was it The Rock doing care in the community? <laughs> was it The Rock's community service to
0: help try and put the Bulldog over? Yeah, you know what? I think he looked at the, the Samoan Dynasty and they were like, oh, yeah, we, re- we used to wrestle him. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur was like, wow, I remember him when he was, you know.
1: It's just, it's so weird. It's just so weird. I'll try
0: not to say that when I say it.
1: Uh, I'm going to think about that there will need to like fall in wrestling I don't know if there is you know like some like and, okay I get it that sometimes you'll be, a, you'll be a, a younger guy or a mid-car guy who will fall into a match like you can't count like oh Luke Harper versus The Rock at WrestleMania that doesn't count I mean like somebody who was in a program with The Rock like a serious program that had build and a video
0: package and everything the following night you're now mates with the posse i tell you, t- you know, who, who's looking as hiding right in plain sight Test.
1: You know what? Damn right, test. This in the summer test was one of the on the hottest one of the hottest matches of the SummerSlam yeah. card.
0: While well, watching these smackdowns, if you look outside the nice at night sky, you can see a falling star and his name is Tess there's
1: something coming up with Survivor Series about <laughs> Tess there is a there is a there is a booking there's a piece of booking left on the cutting room floor that that says please wear a shirt of God's Yeah, <laughs> that, that actually really makes me sad but we can't talk about it just yet because it's a bit closer to Survivor I agree, Series yeah. but well, it's, it's so exciting
0: yeah so he's wrestling Bulldog tonight with the full power of Mean Street Posse the full he power said, of the Ministry Street who you'd doubt the Mean Street Posse, who, who the mean Street Posse. Uh, it's the neutered dog and his three beep Test isn't dumb and he brings out E and C Hedge and Christian who come through the cloud and Test <laughs> there's a bit of a pull-up Heart Brawl to begin with Test clotheslines the Bulldog out of the ring and Bulldog lands on Joey Ab's head <laughs> <laughs> you gift this because I was like yeah, that's amazing <laughs> if he was aiming for him he never would have hit him
1: that feels like <laughs> do you know what it's funny because like what we see there is a botch from Bulldog in 2019 that's a move from Osprey <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah, the
1: innovator. Yeah.
0: In jeans. It. He did that in jeans. Yes. Osprey ain't nothing. He's going to do a Fosbury flop out of the ring, turn it into a stump. Oh. It's, we said it like tagging corners, tag Osprey. Hey, Osprey. <laughs> Bulldog, was, Bulldog was basically Osprey. I think, we, yeah, we need to have that cut out and put on the, the quote of the podcast. Yeah. So it's Dimitri Posse and Bulldog versus Team Tech, T-E-C. Edge with the missile dropkick on Joey Abs. Uh, the was game take over, though, because one of still at ringside Rodney misses a moonsault that looked amazing uh, really sticking with this gimmick of like three dickheads <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> test lands that awesome flat out powerbomb that I remember him doing very well around this period Gas bounces test off the ropes but luckily E and C are there to wrestle for him Skyscraper superplex followed by a top rope elbow ends it with a very hot finish. But you can tell why they stopped doing that superplex where one of them stands on the other guy's shoulders. Christian gets folded in half. Oh, guys. it didn't look nice. It did not look nice to be on the receiving end of that at all. Like
1: I'll take right. a DDT
0: <laughs> off the top so I can superplex this dude. Hang on, I think we need to change
1: his move up. Lost in the annals of time. How amazing is Test's elbow drop?
0: I'd say I really liked it. Tess's elbow was good. It was as good as his diving power bomb. Mm. He would just plant them. I mean, it didn't look like it would hurt any more or less it probably hurt less. Actually, why am I asking these answering these questions? That would be in the effing ring. <laughs> I'll ask someone. I just think it looked... I, in terms of like elbow
1: drops, obviously Kyrie Sane is up there at the moment with one of the, the best looking elbow drops, in my opinion. I mean, I just just literally to... defies like it's like somebody's gotta it's like somebody's <laughs> like Messing about with a with a CGI m- mm-hmm. model frame and it's just
0: kicking the legs right up into the air yeah. as she goes up. It's incredible. But Tess is really good. Yeah, I like Carrie's because she, she does the elbow like she's going to land on a giant mattress. <laughs> no, no care in the world. Squeeze herself in. Beautiful. I think Tess is impressive because of the size of the guy mm. as well. And Very I'm much what so. I Putting over a test that's going to insult them Oh no, we can't <laughs> No time for that, Tom. The Big Show is here and he is sad. And he is in all leather. What a fashion disaster this was. <laughs> oh, just wait until I talk. Bossman started insulting his dying dad on Raw. And just as Big Show is ready to go challenge him, he's told by a cop his dying dad has died. He's <laughs> no longer dying because he's died. <laughs> yeah. And GTV reveals Bossman paid the guy tell show is was uh, dad is dead and so big show was interviewed by Lillian Garcia backstage and we confirm that dad's condition has been upgraded to alive <laughs> and this is where it's like Christ okay I'm loving this this is so terrible I love it big show however gives a promo that is more the giant than it is a human being the feeling that's inside me—it's like oh, oh no,
1: oh that is the wrong emotion. But we've seen what happens when he does emotion, and it's just like a snivelling giant going. I, I just, no. I, don't think it.
0: I prefer <laughs> <laughs> Big Show dealing with existential crisis is, <laughs> is bad. But the fact that he's like, he has to show like I'm really angry, and he's just like, Rah, Hogan for the time I do. That's wrong what he's doing.
1: This T-shirt, Hogan. <laughs> belong to my still alive dad
0: My dad came back to life Just to die A second time <laughs> What do you mean I sound just like Val Venus? Shut up Anyway Big Show was interviewed by Big, big, big show. Lillian. Al, Jesus. <laughs> Al Snow. Big Lillian and Big. Al Snow is interviewed by uh, John. Kevin.
1: John, can you Photoshop? Oh, no. Big Show being interviewed by Lillian Garcia, but can you make Lillian Garcia the same size as Big Show? <laughs> <laughs> big Show and Big Lillian. Thanks, John. Photoshop, John
0: Eiley Look out for that on uh, my Twitter at Tim Campbell. I'm blocking you. And at John Eilley. <laughs> Al Snow is interviewed by <laughs> Kevin Kelly. And you knew, Triple H attacks him because he fears Al Snow. As he darn well should. <laughs> My up next, and it is so weird seeing Triple H defend the WF Talent SmackDown with no build after these past few months to make him look like Professor Moriarty of SmackDown. Yeah. Against Al Snow of all Against people. Against Al Snow. The well, last... I guess if, if Austin has to wrestle Venus, it's the it's, it's mid-card tax. <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah, the Rock is exempt.
1: <laughs> the last world championship match Al Snow had... God. was May the 3rd at ECW Wrestlepalooza uh, th- 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 when he lost yes. to Shane Douglas. When both...
0: <laughs> that is the worst pay-per-view ECW ever put on. Is it really? The and there are still ECW mutants, as they used to be called, who defend that ECW piece of rubbish mutants. pay-per-view. You know, I heard that, in the mutants. <laughs> and, yeah, Shane Douglas went through all of 98 injured but still champion. Because he literally refused to drop the title because he figured Heyman wouldn't pay him the money he was owed if he wasn't the (laughs) champion. So he would just show up hurt. And so he has, you know, his arm is in a cast. He looked broken. Yeah, and Al Snow is leaving for WWF, as everyone knows, because he was just there as as a work experience kid in ECW. So they figured, oh, Al Snow's last appearance. He may win, though. They have a rotten match, and Al Snow doesn't win, and the crowd are like,
1: F <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: like Shane Douglas literally there with a hope and a prayer. shades a bulldog later on, and he still didn't win. But never mind that. A fully healthy Shane Douglas, also known as Triple H, uh, yeah. who stole 50% of his act from him, sells for Al Snow's flurry of punches, f- takes the enziguri, takes a load of headbutts, and I can't believe this, a 99 Triple H is doing more to sell Al Snow than Rock did to sell Val Venus last week.
1: Triple H made Al Snow look amazing. Like, it yeah. looked like he could win this. Like, if you're watching yeah, this you're at very- the time, there'd be part of you that'd be like, oh my god. I seem to think at this time. I'm trying to remember back. I seem to think at this time I was a big Al Stowe fan. Oh, and I'm the kidding, idea of yeah. Al Stowe challenging for the title was like, oh my God. And to watch the match and see Al Stowe get some of his signature moves in, you're like, holy cow, he's going to win it? He's yep. actually going to win it? And he didn't. But yep. I, love the, I love how great Triple H was at Suspending Disbelief at this point.
0: Yeah, he's not quite there for two reasons. One is the crowd doesn't give a damn. Yeah. Maybe the Freedom Hall isn't in the head. And also the fact that it's a title match. If they'd made this non-title for one contendership, maybe the crowd would be more into it, but it's just a match to them. Even with Al Snow so beat up from doing those head-puts, their collapses and nuts, triple H. <laughs> and That must have hurt Al Snow because presumably his nuts have a big nose them as well. <laughs> uh, big Show... Oh, my God. Al Snow goes for Wobble Pinotons. Shut up. Picture Al Snow goes for Wobble pinna- turns- <laughs> oh <no, laughs> show off. Um, he-, he goes for some, like, the roll-ups, then turns out the sunset flip. To show off what people had said online for years at this point that wow, Al Snow can really rust, he's really awesome, he's his Mac technician, he's so underrated. That we all said. But that version of him from ninety six ninety five never came back. Or showed no. up under web TV. So a lot of people like, yeah, a bit of a misfire there. Sorry. Because guys. he
1: realised that he could make more money than ever just walking around the building yeah. and just hitting people with stop signs. He doesn't yeah. need to do all that. Like this was like a, a ha- like, and we'd see more of this Al Snow in the next six months because of the, the direction that this character would go in. Um, you know, and, and you know, actually, you know what? The direction of this character was birthed the night before. So the the show before Monday Night Raw. Because you know who it was that found Mankind's book in the bin? Who, 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 who? Al Snow. <gasps> Al Snow found his book in the bin and said, Mick, this is the book you gave to The Rock. Yeah. It, I found it in the bin.
0: Even though it would have made more sense to have Stevie Richards do it because they did the whole thing a few weeks ago when. Nah, it was- mate. Nah, I'm your best friend, no. mate. Nah, no, no, The stands... Rock's my best friend. Got to keep Arsenal strong. I like this show. Yeah, because I think the people who signed it are like, no, no, wait. You had this match with Benoit '94. You're gonna, you're gonna live. You had this, this match with Shane Douglas last year. Uh, yeah. oh, you... <laughs> Don't watch that one. You got to see it. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, have you seen any of the footage with Arsenal's ECW entrance where they get all the fake heads? Oh,
1: it's amazing. And
0: it's prodigy, it's. Um, which one is it? It's smack. I, was, I thought it was Smack. No, a Tajiri was. was, was ah, some of bizarre course he reason. was. Of
1: course he was. I think it's Tajiri. I think of take my picture, Look, Smack my um, butt,
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's like. Sh- sh- Oh, man, the crowd just going but they fa- it insane. felt like a rave didn't it yeah. it
1: felt like a rave and I love that
0: <laughs> <laughs> handing out all
1: those prosthetic heads yeah. like like it's stuff they still lend from today like where, with Johnny
0: Gargano where they all have the Gargano signs yeah like they, the Bailey they, section
1: yeah they lend to that a hug
0: a sex world it's called
1: they, lend, they still lend from yeah. things
0: like that and sadly none of the people in Louisville were at the sub arena and you can tell because Al Snow was giving Triple H a superplex the crowd is so enthused they're staring at something in the crowd just to the right of the oh, hard cam and then Triple H eventually goes ah stuff it. it sees the snowplow coming goes nope and gives him a pedigree and it cleans a whistle and again yay, big Al Snow fan but this was like a oh you mind your head there on the glass ceiling there pal
1: yeah, but it's just, but Triple H couldn't have done much more. Like, like I know, like Triple yeah, H wasn't wasn't at full capacity yet. But like at this point in his time, Triple H genuinely couldn't have done more. If he did
0: his match in two thousand SmackDown, how's those winners? Oh <laughs> God!
1: Yeah, give give the match you gave bring, to
0: Tucker. Read up your friends. How's those going?
1: Put put And I put some butts in the seats. <laughs>
0: The rock is here, and uh, let's say press F in the chat so the rock side burns. Oh! It's the first time I noticed they're gone. They're away, aren't they? Not uh, OP. Weird. I thought this could be the main event, but obviously that's not going to be the case tonight. All any... oh, gone. Do
1: you have anything about the promo?
0: I've just got. It's a bit out there. If you want to go to tackle it, you can.
1: All I want to say <laughs> is, it's a whole thing about putting a pie up mankind's bum. <laughs>
0: But it's there it is. Is what it basically
1: <laughs> is. That's all the rock's promos was. Hey, you know that inanimate objects gonna put it up your bum mate. Doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. But he did a whole thing where he said the rock likes pie and he listed a lot of pies, but the first pie he mentioned was Shepherd's pie. Yeah. Which is a UK based delicacy. And they've not long got back from the UK. They've been I a rebellion. Have- they were rebellion. I wonder whether, while they were in Birmingham, they might have popped into Wetherspoons and had a shepherd's pie. I think The Rock had shepherd's pie in Birmingham. I, and I, do you know what? The, I know, Date hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Hey, The Rock, love your work, mate. Question, did you have shepherd's pie in Birmingham in 1999? I just want to know why shepherd's pie is at the top of your pie list. I'm about to remind you that. You're on the stand. You're under oath. You're under oath, mate. Uh, I love your work. Call over Jumanji. Um... Did, did you have did, shepherd's pie in the UK? Did you sweat? Because <laughs> they, because like, if it's a like big hot shepherd's pie, it can make you sweat a bit. Yeah.
0: I've seen a lot of talk online about people going. You know what's missing from promos nowadays compared to what the '80s were? Cocaine. <laughs> And I'd like to say, if you're a fan of cocaine, I recommend you watch the Rock's promo where he says, I'm gonna shove the people's pie up your ass.
1: And have the entire crowd go, cocaine! <laughs> oh no, 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 cocaine!
0: If you snore. The Rock's gonna take this cocaine. That's the end. Mankind! We do not recommend you do that, by the way, unless you anyway. this,
1: this podcast is brought to you by cocaine. Cocaine! <laughs> and Bluetooth. <laughs> I, well, I tried to bit of blue chew and
0: cocaine at the same time, Conrad, and uh, whoa, what a Wednesday that was. Yes. <laughs> cocaine, the blue chew for your nose. <laughs> Mankind arrives, as does Val Venus for guest commentary. Oh. And he uses his normal voice. Probably because he couldn't do that for 10 minutes or whatever. You know, Val Venus. What is a great. <laughs> you know, Val Venus is in line
1: with I've got a deep special. throat. <laughs> Uh, gozzling and so Um, You know that Val Venus is in line for a big push because like, he is out on TV multiple times in a night. That is normally the sign the company are getting behind you because they can't just use you in one in one segment. You'll be used multiple times. Yes. I think he's out three times in total.
0: Well, well the Venus doesn't like to brag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. I'm getting
1: it out all the time.
0: Yes, it is. He uses his normal voice. Uh, the Rock has taped ribs wow, I can't believe he stole another thing from DDP We took the People's Champion tagline from him.
1: Hey-oh. Oh! hey he got, He's got injured
0: ribs. Oh, yeah, he's got the tape over the ribs. Ah,
1: no, I saw the, I saw Mankind working the ribs.
0: That's like, right, because ah. he's sensible. Usually, <laughs> usually when a guy comes out with ra- uh, tapes, it's a good idea to hit him in that. Do
1: you remember the night that the big yeah, show came out? i me that one. It's, <laughs> name drop. Um, do you remember the night of Survivor Series? Where the big show came out and he'd had his foot injured by Kurt Angle on the SmackDown before. So he had his boot on, but yeah, his boot wrapped him in- in uh, in gauze, yes. like he's like, why have you done that? <laughs> why is the benefit to that? You've just got a shoe covered in in bandages. <laughs> it doesn't benefit. Someone said so on commentary they tried to justify by saying, "Oh, it's to help uh, straighten his foot." No, that's not how it works. Because you have a shoe on. If I broke my foot and I wrapped bandage around my shoe, it would only make walking difficult. It wouldn't make my foot better.
0: I know why. Why? Because he's the big shoe. <laughs> hey! Ten
1: points to Gryffindor.
0: I'm nowhere <laughs> near important enough to be Gryffindor. Uh, Venus has, as he's watching this match, he's very distracted, instead sort of having an iPhone. He has a copy of Mankind's New but Did you know it's actually on sale today? Mankind's New They book. were very subtle about it. Yeah. And he reads the bit about Mick Foley thinking The Rock should have been let go in 1996. So this is a good usage of mixing fact and fiction together to get faction. Because yes, me fully Jimmy thought that when The Rock was well, we've all seen the footage from its five or series ninety six, it's uh, less than positive but the Mankind song went try to get rid of him and so Mankind even pretty admits next chapter well you know The Rock ended up doing nothing special in his career and life so a bit wrong there The Rock and Mankind brawled the crowd like every Rock match at this point Mankind gives a running knee attack to the ring steps don't know why <laughs> uh, Suplex on the ramp and Austin watching backstage on the biggest TV that money could buy in 1999
1: yeah I was going to say he's having coffee backstage nice yeah as uh, opposed to Diet coffee Coke coffee for the working man as to Diet Coke from last week which is nice um when did wrestlers start watching TV wrong?
0: It's, I think it's the modern era of we're shooting. I think it's the PG era, people who do that further heard it with. When, that's when I've started noticing it. Because it makes sense from a production standpoint to have that view. Because if you're a viewer watching it, but you're there going, this is when they're like, no, I'm watching a human being doing something. Um. And it's like, because I could also imagine Steve Austin had so much pull. They're like, right, can you stand three-quarters of the right of the shot? have that to the left and you will break your neck looking at it <laughs> uh, I didn't wrestle Jeff Jarrett what makes you think I'm going to do that oh yeah for enough <laughs> watch me walk watch me no no uh, mankind removes a mask and gives him the cactus elbow does a reference to cactus jack I like, character I like that,
1: him taking the mask
0: yeah, off I goes unnoticed by that but I think it's like oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm mankind goofy mankind I'm also cactus jack I'm like, oh okay this feels like a match too big for SmackDown. This feels like the grudge match that they could have had, but I guess Rock's been busy with the Bulldog feud, and Rock recovers to land the neckbreaker. He just gets a good line and goes, "Okay, maybe the Rock's got two good moves." <laughs> That's, Three you know good what? moves. You know I what? ruined it. He's I'm good. sorry, Valdez. He's good form on this. On comes. He's good. Float over DDT gets two. The captain's clothesline sends both men out. The match ends with Valvinus goes, "You know something, Lola? What? This book sucks." That was the line ends for me. And squats mankind <laughs> with it. That was
1: absolutely the line for me.
0: That's probably why they put have a nice day in have No Mercy the hugely oversized like ka-bang.
1: yeah I remember now. yeah that was one of the weapons in the crowd wasn't yeah. it
0: along with The Rock's book which ugh yeah anyway everyone starts brawling until Tremont shows up to pedigree The Rock because why not and I hope we're ready for the next segment are you ready are you sat uh, down people are home uh, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages please sit down and get ready for the next segment for that Lugs sponsors the Fabrice Moolah and Mae Young going at it no not like that (laughs) Lugs for your feet and for these two wrestlers for lunch as well we see Moolah and Mae Young warming up backstage we then
1: get the Lugs boot of the week which shows the build to the next match which is Mae Young congratulating Moolah on winning the women's championship then saying you couldn't have done it without me Lead to Moolah and Mae Young, two women in their seventies, fighting on the ground on television. <laughs> this is your lug, yes, the <laughs> ah. ah, how are lugs okay with this as part of the package for them? Yeah, we're going to feature you in some of our big storylines. Okay, I mean, I mean, our core audience is kids.
0: Hey, pal, join some stock options. Lugs <laughs> are happy to endorse whatever you throw at us. And I think I don't know if I'll go through a lot of lines here because this is this is prime. I I, I was hoping you would have the lines. Okay, this is Lorna in his prime, like watching Kobashi and Masawa go on it, like '95. (laughs) This is like the best. But Lorna says it. I'm not even sure this is like an actual serious thing serious part of it where he goes this is happening because May Young took issue with Moolah calling her close to 70 which I laughed my ass off because I think Carl said it seriously like I don't let people know my real age like, <laughs> by the way in real life I went and checked how old these women are they're both 76 as a shoot and I laughed just checking Moolah's Wikipedia page during this match and just saw the line trained by Mildred Burke wow I think it's- she was born in black
1: and white <laughs> <laughs> Being trained by someone called Mildred. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. That's that's it, innit? Like, you don't get many Mildred's in 2019. Yeah, if you are Mildred in 2019, bloody love to hear from you. Yeah, the, 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 to if remember. you're the same Mildred in 2019, especially bloody
0: love to hear from you. She, she called World War One the Great War, that's that's all <laughs> she was anyway. Mae Young with the crown and amazing themes song. <laughs> God <laughs> comes out and of course it's like cuts Alola going, "Oh no, she's not my queen."
1: <laughs> was May Young May Young was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cuz I wasn't uh, Cuz I wasn't me. sure if she ever was. <laughs> at this time I was like, "Was she ever I know Moolah was." And I was, at this time I
0: was like seriously I thought she was
1: just Moolah's mate
0: dude they would get bookings from this period and on in indie shows after the WWF stuff mate if Joey Janela's spring break would have been around in 99 <laughs> yes, yes
1: we'd have seen Jimmy Havoc versus Moolah by now <laughs> in a staple gun death match
0: oh god we're know, flying over the great Moolah wow what a point you got ready for him. <laughs> him. just sit down mate I've got a great great book idea just like,
1: <laughs> do you want to book Moolah oh what really Moolah no, <laughs> Yeah, mooter Oh, we've made a terrible error. That bad phone line again.
0: <laughs>
1: it's that's that's the advance of the oh. Noah
0: joke. <laughs> we write that down. Steal it. Yeah, write that down, mate. You do know the podcast okay. in a minute. Okay, so I'm just, I'll go, I'll do the match as it happens, and then some law lines. I just um, thought this is knocked down and drag out. <laughs>
1: rooting, tooting, rooting and tooting.
0: Mandy, block the door or whatever the expression. Ivory must be having a stroke watching this. Speaking of which, I hope we have the EMATs ready. <laughs> I can't do this much justice. She'll. I I I takes an elbow drop, she'll never have babies again after that. Uh, an amazing slingshot, and if you please, if you've got a spare 10 minutes, watch this, Mike. Uh, something closely resembling a slingshot, uh, possibly because you saw that maneuver between um, David and Goliath. And uh, a suck it from me, yo quite loving this this is how the dinosaurs became extinct <laughs> Dear Lola, is this a match it looks like it's in slow motion and getting a line that I'll have to possibly explain is this colourised <laughs> because there's a period when I forget which I think it was Fox they bought the rights to a lot of uh, black and white films and decided to colourise them by, like paint by numbers almost it was very unpopular a decision with people of Wells famously saying you better tell Rupert Murdoch to keep his colouring pens away from our films so yeah is this colorized? are they a black and my film being coloured up I'm with you oh no watch out one of them's dropped their AARP card <laughs> <laughs> May Young unexpectedly grabs her free shirt and he takes a few bumps Ivory then runs in the ruin the fun has to punch her a bit and then choke her for a bit and then possibly the line of the night until something else happens <laughs> sorry Moolah's not used to having enemies as she's outlived them all.
1: <laughs> Jerry Lawler <Lola> of 99. <sighs> Matthew Gregg salutes you.
0: And the entire women's division show up. There's a Tory, not that one, and Jackie show up to some impressive pops and special mention of Tory wearing high heels during this. Luna Vachon runs in. I'm not sure if it counts as an invasion, if they're supposed to be there. <laughs> and then Lawler... Takes us home with the what he learned everything he knows from uh, Tom Campbell. Rest homes are too expensive. Let's go down the expressway and leave them in a rest stop.
1: Oh my God! That's a that's a grim old (laughs) line.
0: Tom Campbell, any
1: thoughts? Well, well. I think, well, do you know what? This is what Jerry Lawler was built for. Mocking octogenarians oh, right, yeah. on Coventry. <laughs> what I love is, like... Oh, what on. I love is, is that if this was... If, <laughs> if this has happened today, you just have people on Twitter going, Jerry Lawler, mate, you're, like, 70... <laughs> you're no spring chicken oh yeah Lola can't do these jokes anymore he can't do it I know know. do you know what what I like is in in probably 20 years time from this uh, the women's championship will be in the main event at Wrestlemania Uh, and we've got Mae Young and Fabulous (laughs) Moolah falling around the ring good old laughs and jokes Uh, sadly got a greater reaction than Al Snow and Triple H did Oh absolutely uh, And uh, <laughs> Big shout to uh, Special appearances By Jimmy Corderas The referee Who oh. had his hand Inexplicably Had, had May Young's hand Inexplicably down What was she looking to do With that bit there Like she shoved her hand Down his top And he just took up A couple of rolls with her
0: uh, I, think, I think she just watched a, a, a midget match and gone you know what I'm going to steal that <laughs> uh, Big shout out to Sergeant Slaughter and Tony Gurria who were there to break up the fun as well <laughs> Poor Slaughter going oh no <laughs> they beat the hell out of me those women <laughs> I'm messing with them <laughs> yeah, You know what just brawl Just fight it out everybody Oh
1: god Oh I love that match <laughs>
0: It was From it the... was of
1: a, it was of a
0: time was it not Yeah the 1920s <laughs> <laughs> Trained by Mildred Burke Christ I knew Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> all right, from the serious to the more serious. Uh, Mark Henry's fifth therapy session. Henry explains he wasn't happy with the gay guy. He wasn't happy with the old one, too. He doesn't go for that. Well, that would change, wouldn't it, Tom? And we're not give anything away. And then the camera pans back to, who is doing the therapy this week? Oh, it's the Godfather. And the Godfather hears his problems, his sex addictions and all this. And he gives sage advice going... Man, you don't have any problems You just need to go out there and love some hoes Henry loves that idea I mean, and, and they go off together to go hunt some hoes I
1: mean, that's the best therapy that Mark Henry could ever hope for <laughs> Is to hang around with, uh, with Mark yeah. Henry And
0: then Godfather's really motivated to find him some hoes Because if not, he's getting shagged <laughs>
1: This is a nice way to wrap up the therapy session thing. There's a
0: conclusion to this. An actual like we don't get many of these in Russo storylines, so it's nice. Yeah, well, there's always a setup, but now there's a a conclusion. But yeah, and it's a lovely segue between the D'Lo Brown feud. Like, I don't want to, I don't have to exercise, don't make (laughs) me work out. I just want (laughs) to eat and have sex. To I need a new friend. All right, the Godfather. Yeah, beautiful. This other guy in the Nation of Domination. And that's why we don't like stuff like the Shorty G stuff on uh, SmackDown nowadays. I would have no problems if Shorty Gable, someone come up to him backstage, and I believe it was Elias I'd and say, Baron Corbett. you're
1: short, have some hose. <laughs> Hoes solve all the problems. How solve all the problems
0: the cause of and solution to all One, of life's, life's problem. problems and he says I couldn't find you a dwarf hoe so here's a normal sized hoe and a chair <laughs> yeah Shoji misses the point and ends up having hoes every week it's like no no. I was, I was insulting you, know. no, you know Yeah, the thing is there's no conclusion to this King Corbin bullied him to change his name he changed his name Shoji lost the match to King Corbin and all he put proof was that bullies always win yeah. <laughs> so, that, so yeah, whatever. More hose and resting is what I want. And the Hardy Boys, accompanied the ring by Tit, honest to God, looking like their mom dropping them off at the gig <laughs> so on a school night. <laughs> he does look like that. Yeah.
1: They're just not... They're, they're not a strong fit.
0: They're really not. No, and they have the see-through shirts and cut-up tights that the Hardy Boys keep for years. This is the start of that look. And possibly getting the cut tights from... Terry Runnels, we don't know, but this match is brought to you by Road Rash 64, Vroom Vroom, <laughs> WF oh, The Music, have The Music Volume 4, nice, I had that, and of course, Milk. Now,
1: during this, they give us the whole, the catchphrase, hey, got Milk? Where'd that come from, Tom? I've always been interested in the history of got milk. little catchphrase called milk? What happened to milk? The answers are on this, call, on this Colt Arbic Classic milk review. Um, the origin of got milk, the famous slogan from the 90s, to sell more milk. In 1993, a focus group was headed by John Steele, who was a partner at Goodby Silverstein and Partners, a San Francisco-based advertising firm. He asked uh, respondents for the focus group to not consume milk for a week before the study. So if you were going to get involved, you can't have any milk. That's the rule. The aim was to gather information about milk habits that would inform his pitch to a new client, the California Milk Processor Board, which was looking for creative strategies to boost sales of milk. Um, One man relayed his experience of coming downstairs to the kitchen in the morning before the work, pouring out his cereal, slicing bananas, and then remembering, oh, I'm not meant to drink milk, and then had the moral debate of whether he would eat it dry, whether he'd chuck it all out, whether he'd just have milk and lie. So it really posed quite a dilemma for people in america to not drink milk for a week uh so the origin of the slogan uh is pretty banal in comparison to what i'm telling you here um john Steele relayed the results of the focus group to his partners at the advertising agency they held a meeting to plan what happened next uh tara winkler was a colleague who said to goodby uh, what should we call this part of the meeting just for my notes and uh, and goodby said i don't know it's about running out of milk just 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 put got milk with a question mark on it, so Winkler scribbled down those Winkler scribbled down those words with a question mark at the end, and uh, Goodby just stared at this for the entire meeting before deciding, that's it, that's the slogan. <laughs> Ta-da! Got milk? You're welcome.
0: And that was every. By the way, for people who were too young to know this, yeah, that was everywhere, including Steve Austin. It was on the back of probably the ref magazine. Yeah. Just and it just had the milk tash, and just got milk. The milk milk moustache was the the key part of that. Milk moustache, absolutely. I think Mario did one as well.
1: The Simpsons did one. Yeah, and... Pretty much everybody, and it's been parodied a hundred times. I was going to say, the best
0: parody of that I remember was Monica Lewinsky's shirt, and it had the milk moustache that said, not milk. No. Nice. Another 90s. Matthew, who is Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> well, well, there so was so, this board. <laughs> yeah. Another Dredders Off. Alexa, I appreciate you going the effort. And one of the podcasts will give you the explanation of the Got Milk campaign. But one of my favourite little stories about advertising stuff was uh, Smash, the mashed potato stuff. Now, on your last trip to Earth, mate, That's <laughs> oh, an 80s yeah. reference, by the way. We're going back in time now. Not quite May Young time, but, you know. And the, the uh, what do they call it? The. Christ, you know, the, the the little jingle that's it
1: for mash gets smashed. That,
0: thank you. See, I was gonna say Tom knew it. Yeah, that's it. The guy told the story on a like best adverts show. They went in like book of notes, boom, puts it down and goes, All right, well, and starts so thought and goes, Well, you know, I could do something what's called this. Explain the detail. First thing, goes, duh, 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 duh. he goes, Perfect. He goes, what really? Oh, is that it? Yeah. Like, hey, no, no, I can. I got, no, I got all these. No, no, no that, that, that's perfect. We use that for mash get, smash. And he goes like, <sighs> Oh, uh, okay. And he goes, it got like ten pence every time it was on TV. So it was like, Yep, thanks, smash. <laughs> 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 it's great when you get it for, right first time because we, we we all desire to have that. We all desire
1: to get it right first time, but sometimes we struggle. But yeah. It's nice to hear. It. I like I like the idea that yeah, the smash yeah, thing
0: yeah, came yeah, down first. Wait, that like. uh, that took me ten seconds. You, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, check check, please. Also, what happened with Gangrel? Not an advertising campaign. he's just—he's no longer here. Because I thought—I think I said this on the SmackDown one show, Sure, someone's going to pick me up on it. Because I actually forgot who won the tit. Because both teams elevated by it. I thought by one of them having a manager already. Well, Edgy Christian going to win, right? Mm. No. Uh, after sorry, the Raw after No Mercy fans gave both teams a standing ovation. On the same night, the Hardy Boys announced that they were not the new brood. They were the Hardy Boys. They called the truce of Edgy Christian. Nah, that wouldn't last and the quartet attacked Gangrel after he bragged that he got to use the services <laughs> of Terry while Matt and Jeff were recovering from last night Gangrel ended his association with both teams and Gangrel will just be a mid-carder kind of there for the rest of his run doesn't seem a very sensible thing for Gangrel to do or maybe he saw the writing on the roll and went well, sorry we're no longer the new brood oh right you know when you get you know you're gonna get Reese from work. Yeah. So you just bring a big bag in that day and having to go in the storage cabinet and go, well, I'm sorry for pens for the next fifty years. <laughs> Terry Reynolds was a bit like that.
1: Wow. I like that bit on the Raw when he came down to the ring to her music. I seem to remember on Raw <laughs> came down to her music, grinning like a Cheshire cat. But that was also a vampire. <laughs> Honestly. Perverted. How was Terry
0: Reynolds? Smell my face. Oh god. Um, commentators bigger parties in the ladder match. Job is no more. Uh, Jeff got a chance to dive onto both Hollies. As, uh, sorry. <laughs> Same no, way was, Gangrel
1: got to dive onto.
0: T- uh, but yeah, point out, sorry, the, the Hollies and the Hardies are wrestling. The Hollies are the tag team champions. And I was so happy to see that because I knew it happened, but I never saw it as a kid. Jeff had a chance to dive onto both Hollies. The Hollies cut them off. And then jo- Alola gets another line. Maybe it's not the Hollies that are wearing them out. Maybe it was Terry last night. The idea that Milf Terry was getting double-teamed by the brothers is something from Pornhub and not SmackDown. <laughs> and the Hollies retain, and then the U.J. Outlaws sneak attack of the team afterwards, with the entire crowd doing the... Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> it's nice to see. So, yeah, the Hardys at E.N.C. they are about to pop the cord, so to speak, and about to be elevated quite dramatically over the next few years. But you probably already know that. I mean, Jesus.
1: Oh, I think they do all right off this. Yeah.
0: Backstage, Big Show throws some chairs around the locker room like Alex Ferguson having a quiet word with David Beckham. Big Boss Man makes it, to so yourself... Big Boss Man <laughs> makes his way to the ring. What
1: I like bar- about the Big Show bit is that we see, we see Big Show about 20 minutes before, like, calmly pacing his dressing room and then the next time we see him, he's in the dressing room, just smashing him, like, bah! Bah! and Michael Cole going, he's been looking all night for the boss man. No, he hasn't. He hasn't left his dressing room. Where's he been looking? He's not on the shelf. He's not under this box. <laughs> Flippin' heck. It's a bit like a weird art installation near the end. Just this. Hey, look at this seven-foot man just destroying a room.
0: No, he really likes the Hardys.
1: So, <laughs> I love the, the, the
0: Hollies The holly's retained Ah Hogan <laughs> So the big boss man Wakes his th- way to the ring Via the crowd With security And the paid cop Basically He is the shield <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: Boss man And a paid cop Boss man And a paid
0: cop <laughs> Guy in the front row Sees the fake cop Stands up And does the YMCA <laughs>
1: <laughs> I missed that Oh that's amazing
0: Hang on What's that guy doing Oh I get it That's funny Bossman man cat. is Amazing here It's like watching Laurence Olivier In friggin Henry V He's amazing Selling how funny He found Mocking Big Show's Dying dad <laughs> Price. <laughs> Only wrestling Prize scumbag Oh I love making that dumb son of a bitch cry <laughs> And they mock him He's dying dad I mean Big Show shows up Beats up both of them But the fake cop Takes out Big Show's Well attempts to take out Big Show's uh, leg Leaving real big boss man To do a runner And Big Show slams fake cop Three times
1: Now this whole bit I want to just break down the uh, it down. right the big boss man big show attack (laughs) right they got pretty much everything wrong okay how do you say so uh big show goes to press slam boss man loses his grip on him so just sort of casually drops him nearly knocks him into the policeman that's what the fake cop did that right the fake cop no the fake cop dives headfirst into a big boost (laughs) Bossman takes a bump from a chokeslam without taking a chokeslam because the fake cop stops it. But Bossman jumps up in the air like Sonic losing his pig in rings and hits the ground anyway. The, the, the one move that is done well is this fake cop taking the choke slams. They all look perfect. But everything else in the run-up to this was just ropey.
0: Ropey, ropey, ropey. See, I'll defend it because the reason why he's not very good is he's a fake cop. A real cop wouldn't have done what, that what? Like Big Boss Man to Explain Big Show <laughs> Is he a fake wrestler Tom His dying
1: dad is dying How do you expect me to concentrate on Hitting a boot when my dad
0: is dying Yes, seconds to live It's <laughs> it seconds now Tick tock yeah <laughs> That's why he dropped him and went, went Dad <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked on you in 10 seconds Oh God. Link, link twice if you're alive backstage Austin chats with Road Dog Dog says you know Val Venus tonight what's up with that Austin replies but his Pop drowned it out so I couldn't really make it out <laughs>
1: yeah they just it almost sounds like Austin says have a good night which is but it, now, he can't do them give me three rings when you get in but he can't have them because it's so out of Out of character for Steve Austin to do that—so out of character. Uh, Something happens on SmackDown next week. Initially, I started watching the wrong episode of SmackDown for this, so then I stopped it and rewound it. But something happens next week on SmackDown that makes this interaction it's a teaser. Yeah, it makes it very peculiar. Uh, But yeah, weird as Road Dogg and Austin are just like chatting the same way that two people would who vaguely know each other, passing the 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 bus stop. (laughs) Lovely day, yeah. Oh, it's not raining. Strangers in
0: the night. Anyway Exchanging glances Strangers in the night Well not about strangers night Women of the night Oh uh, Here's the godfather I love The godfather And a plethora of hoes That is the plural of hoes I thought it was a school of hoes Oh for a- An apology of
1: hoes <laughs> An apology of hoes is it not a shoal of
0: holes? You can take the hole out the school, but not the <laughs> school out the... <laughs> no. Oh, God, God, oh my God almighty.
1: <laughs>
0: so, it's The Godfather, uh, ready to take on Midian and Violet Beauregard, but wait. <laughs> I'm
1: really glad that this uh, Midian Visser and Godfather feud is continuing. I was worried yeah. that it would end at the pay-per-view.
0: But wait, Violet's here, so... Where's the rest? Uh, you know what? i not going to read well, is it? No. Here is Sexual Chocolate Mark Henry. I was going to do, like, Chocolate Factory, and I'm like, it just, it just reads like a Jim Cornette. Yeah. Let's, yeah, skip along. But can we still have that visceral looks like Valiber regard? Anyway, speaking of the Mark Henry. So it's a tag match. And what would you call this tag team? Oh,
1: I thought about this. I was going to say supply and demand.
0: That was... That was, but that the... was Godfather
1: and Valvinus, wasn't yes, it? Yes, the
0: tag team that never was.
1: Yeah. Uh, I could, tag team I, name that never Potentially was. Uh, sexual therapy. Sexual healing.
0: <sighs> sexual healing. I was going to... This is obviously the censored version, but the Godfrigger
1: <laughs> Since Since is suffering from uh, sexual <laughs> deviancy, could you not call it the pharmacy? Because
0: <laughs> 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 it's his medicine. Ah, OK, yeah, yeah. They should have had one of the hoes like Paul Bearer with the urn Henry <laughs> oh, I'm getting beat up I can't win the match the power of the hoe
1: whoa <laughs> oh!
0: so doing the warrior shake <laughs> Godfather does this I used to be karma roundhouse kick the hoe train tag sexual splash or it was called to end it and uh, Lola's very thrilled he says can we shoot those hoes from the neck down please oh Christ Lawler <laughs> man Backstage shot of Mankind getting worked over by that French dude he talked about in his book and got featured in the magazine around this time and I felt the need to mention him. Because <laughs> I remember him writing his book, he'd, Mankind would have a match like this, he'd come out, worked up, and then he'd type it as Hubbard said, like, meek, meek, I can fix it. <laughs> like, snap his back into position. So, so uh, yeah. That was it, yeah, not that interesting. <laughs>
1: I don't know what to say to it, mate!
0: Smack said the, the fact he's pitched on TV was nice, because I think he's in beyond the mat, like, as a little character, but this is. Really bad. Yeah, that makes it's makes sense. It's not that much. I don't think he did much after this. Uh, smack of the Night. one collect. <laughs> Save a book by watching Valvenus challenge Steve Austin. <laughs> okay. It's that, been a very exciting that, smackdown.
1: What annoys me is the smack of the night is never a smack.
0: It's always nah. talking. Well, he's smack. He sma- I challenge you, Austin Smack of the night But he didn't yes.
1: show the smack He just said It was just Val going I want to fight Austin yeah. The smack of the night Is coming up next
0: Anyway, this is Steve Austin's First match On Smackdown
1: and Since it's the... the pilot
0: Didn't wrestle them. He did Was he not in the tag main event? No Rock and Austin versus No, the pilot was uh, Rock Triple H With HBK Special guys for
1: No, that wasn't the pilot That was the first episode
0: No, that was the pilot
1: which was the one with the corporate ministry, and then
0: the main event. I don't know, but kind of came. The
1: the pilot episode was the night like where the corporate. Minutes, m- I'm right. All right, you're on the pilot. Well, we talked a- about it. Go on. We talked about it. The main event of the pilot episode of SmackDown was Triple H, The Undertaker, and Shane versus The Rock, Steve Austin, and Vince. I would. No. I- Put my money on up,
0: up. Please bear with us While I I'm, I'm going to win this 10 pence
1: I've actually got 10 pence Can you sing a song? Um, I've got 10 pence In my pocket mm. Cause I know Matthew Gregg is wrong i got 10 pence In I'll my love pocket I you say My
0: full name by the way No
1: I know Matthew Greg is wrong Tom,
0: Tom, Oh wait Tom Campbell I do it as well
1: Tom Campbell Grand Matthew Gregg They're friends for life Matthew came round To my house for tea The other night We had a love to K-Fabe, K-fabe. Had a- Oh no what was the main event of the pilot episode of Smackdown, I maybe? don't know,
0: uh, cagematch.net is wrong. Oh, That's is it really? Right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot all about that match. <laughs> That's what, right, of course. What was the main event? I did that thing that commentators do where they pretend they're not know, so the, other, the audience gets filled in. Ah. Steve Austin and The Rock defeat The Undertaker and Triple H. There you go. Well, OK,
1: well, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? I got it wrong as well because I thought it was a six-man tag. So i tell you what. Let's you agree. win 5p. Let's agree to give each other 5p. There you go. There's
0: my 5P to you. And there's my 5P to you. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Anyway, that was thrilling. <laughs> God, we used we, we the discussion the milk for this. So, <laughs> it's Phoenix vs. Austin. No more contendership at Survivor Series, 9 99 Okay, we all know. Crowd doesn't care. Unlike the Triple H, Al Snow thing, crowd loves Austin. It's 9 there's not much to talk about in terms of a podcast because it's Austin and he is about to take some time off. So it's brawl, 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 outside brawl, in the ring. Austin ain't taking anything. Uh, they do the sleepers exchange bit, which I thought was interesting because I'm pretty sure that's Jared's thing. Yeah, well, I reckon that's a little... Uh, Maybe. A little dig, a little elbow in the ribs? I mean, he should have just jumped on his back for good old time's sake, despite <laughs> not being anywhere like near a big guy. Uh, Austin gave him the Lutez Press... Gave him the stun gun which I forgot he did at this point for two and more brawling more brawling Venus counters the superplex because there was no way in hell Austin was taking that back Not, not on that neck We you think he is Bulldog <laughs> so he takes an axe handle instead Crowd doesn't care about Austin's lack of string in his back because he's Austin Hebner doesn't hear Val Venus Use a chair on Austin outside the ring because his back was turned.
1: But I mean, it looked like he was facing ahead. That was the weirdest part. Like, I thought, I saw that, and I thought, well, maybe it's no DQ. Like, it was, Hebner was so blatantly in position.
0: Ridiculous. <laughs> Good old Hebner. He's, he's say, hey, do you want to buy a t shirt? We're fun. <laughs> Venus sees Austin do the double finger, tries clotheslining him but ha it's like in the video games where you have the everyone for this Tom in certain fighting games it's a ha anyway alright then you hit him and you're not supposed to because that's the counter that's ah. what I it was. you can't hit Austin when he's going for the double finger so wham bam thank you ma'am stunner to Venus one two three Austin still gave him more than the rock <laughs> even with no back how do we feel about <laughs> Val Venus
1: in the main event position here I think he did really well
0: well for the position it was which was Darth you are not going to be a main eventer. That dream is gone. However, you can get the hell kicked out of you by Austin. We'll make you a jobber to the stars. Yeah, you're a main event jobber to the stars. Yeah. So it's that's part fine. part of you, thinks you it would be that would be a much better place to be in. I'm also... If I remember correctly, that may be proven incorrectly in the next few weeks, around this time, the PTC, the parents... Television, Television Council. Television Council, that's right were coming hard on certain aspects of WF programming. It wasn't just them as well, it was other people I forget who they were exactly, but do we for the next few years we still take some stuff because they're still selling toys and other stuff to kids. Whilst there's the especially in 2000 the product gets way more edgy, way more violent, mm-hmm. blood and all sorts happening. And he's like, well hang on, how can you sell this to kids and do this? So certain stuff was toned down. Yeah. That's why the Godfather stopped doing the Godfather. Val Venus toned down his porn Star gimmick even when he came back from right to censor he was still just a big Valbowski and one of just a Never Dweller and stuff like that so when you take away Venus's porn Star gimmick he's alright and maybe if the Radicals hadn't come over they would have gave him a different gimmick a change up but the Radicals change in he wanted to change his gimmick <laughs> you know, yeah. it, nah, absolutely not a hope in hell. So, very he's much lost in people. lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's why Al Snow should have cl- got cleanly beaten by Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Oh but yeah. What about that main event, Al Snow? S- sorry, sorry, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's it's a, it's an unfortunate timing thing for him. Um, the the push came probably too late in his time in the WWF, I think. And then the change of part, the change of gimmick didn't really touch the sides Mm. obviously we go through that right sense a bit as we say and then he comes out of that and he's kind of more a straight laced Val and then you realise he's he's he's, uh, sounds really mean but apart from being a good wrestler it's not much
0: you're right he's a good wrestler good wrestlers do not just headline shows he is the 1999 version of Kozlov. that's a really
1: good shout that is a really good shout he probably is it is but it's nice to see him doing like mixing it up in the top anyway because this is a point where WWF are keen to as we said at the very beginning find some new faces for this top tier because all their others are pagged. So it's we gotta find somebody. We've gotta we gotta trial and error some people. Let's let's stick Valvinus out there. Let's stick Bulldog out there again. See if we can get any more of that stardust stuff and we wring him out like a cloth. No. Might get a bit more star power if we put Al Snow out there. Why not? The Hardy
0: Boys, yeah. Asian Christian. Let's try them all. Right, and they got handed a, a gift from the gods with the radicals, honestly. Like they really we need a much better mid card than we have, and we've just got the radicals for nothing. Get in. <laughs> we have to wait three months, we can get them the, the week after. Wow. We'll hold fire, we've got time. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Yes, and so We have to recap this week's. What did you remember from this week's episode? I from, from when you were a kid. I remembered Al Snow getting a title shot. Yeah. And
1: being really excited. Like in, oh. my, in my in my adolescent brain thinking, oh my god, Al Snow is gonna be the WF <laughs> champion. Because he came so close to pinning Triple H. I was like, this is amazing. Hitting that super flex he's going, pin him, pin him, pin him.
0: Didn't, but never mind. What about you? What do you remember? I remember reading, not seeing the Mankind Rock split up over the book. Oh. Like, oh. Because that meant a lot to Mankind. But the Rock... It's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> I'll take your book and I'll show it. No, what? No, God, don't do that. Yeah just, yeah, just, just, how much of a of a
1: dick the Rock was, and 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 hey, the I'm point a human where, being, Rock. The point where mankind just had enough and was yeah. just
0: like, no more. What did you? What I a, may not be smart, but, but I'm a man. Whatever he says. Uh, what did I forget? <laughs> did you forget Moolah versus Young. <laughs> well, I almost <laughs> definitely would have seen this match, but put nothing of it as a kid. But now as an adult mate I'm like oh I want to see Eddie Christian but now isn't it wow <laughs> the best I think for me
1: just to continue our, our, our gimmick on this podcast for as long as we can um, the meteoric d- fall of British Bulldog <laughs> like I forgot how fast he fell from I am feuding with the McMahons and the Rock simultaneously I have a pay-per-view match with the Rock that has build I'm now teaming with the Posse <laughs> Willingly, he's being held up by the post. He's being held upright. <laughs> you know, there's Rodney, of... Pete Gas, and Joey Abs. Yeah, you know those bumps
0: I was going to take. Yeah, how about Pete Gas takes? It? <laughs> how about that? That is alarming. I stand there wearing jeans, and uh, Rodney can do a moon salt. Or <laughs>
1: well, better yet, I'll moon into Joey Abs's face over the top rope. What a
0: move that was! What I can a take time. a bump on my feet. <laughs> my feet. My feet are fine. I'm not in the big show. So this has been an interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I I like it because, like I said, this is now post Russo, post Ferrara, and we are seeing some new faces. And we know that none of this is going to stick. Really, the one thing that truly sticks is the is the is is two sixths of the six, or third even of the six-man tag that we saw early in the night. They stick. And the tag team title contenders, they stick pretty well as well in terms of the new blood coming through. Uh, But it's nice to see this time in wrestling where they are trying these new things, where we are going to see over the next few months people who we forgot were in these feature positions in these feature positions, even if it's just fleetingly for a week. Right. I'm down for it.
0: I'm here for it. I tell you, the week, the week stuff is brilliant. when you break it down, Mark Henry's sex therapy, um, the constant stuff with Mankind and Al Snow and Stevie, and his wacky friends and all this. It's Austin just beating up people. And the crowd is going nuts. Like it's seeing, you know, Spruce Springsteen in 76 or something. It's, yeah, it's all great. And it's like, like, um, to be relevant to your interests, well, just witnessing the what they call it when they just got rid of loads of DJs
1: <laughs> and <laughs>
0: brought in Chris Evans—the
1: great exodus of radio presenters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we
1: are, we are, yeah, we are seeing um, a mass exodus. We are seeing a mass exodus uh, on wrestling and, and I am 100% here for it He is here for it as well He is at Matthew Greg on Twitter I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter Together we are at Cultaholic on Twitter Let's catch up next week That'll be fun See you then I love you, bye